no. Hi, hi, hi. Welcome back to Employee of the Month. I'm your host, Katie Lazarus. And in this episode, I sat down with the actor and director, Stephen Moyer, who I imagine is like a dream to work with, mainly because of his humor and humility. But it's also because he's just the quintessential showman. He'll do whatever the role requires. Dance, juggle, ride a unicycle, sing, strip. He can do the southern accent. He can do a British accent. He can do an old school Chicago accent, as in the musical Chicago. Right now he's rehearsing for NBC's televised live version of The Sound of Music. I can't articulate how much fun it was to have him stop by Employee of the Month, which was taped live, so you will hear Shockwave, my bandmaster and the beatboxer, chiming in. I should also mention that I give him this black hat, which has black curls meant to look like Paeus. And if you're like, why? That's too logical of a question, so I would, I would just omit logic. And the clip I showed, I thought it was a Clinique commercial, but it was from a short film, and Sir Stephen Moyer is dressed in his uh, birthday suit in that. He didn't look 178 years old, more like 178 feet long. Ooh, God, these jokes. Luckily, the interview is way better than any of my terrible jokes. Ladies and germs, hope you enjoy my conversation with Sir Stephen Moyer. Does anyone here watch True Blood? Steven, if you can get people in Brooklyn to watch television, that's like a huge feat. Success. <laughs> that is an amazing... I'm going to lounge over here so that... <laughs> there you go. You guys are such sweethearts. You need to... You need to like, oh, there is a hole there. There's you need to leave here. a hole there so that they can see oh, through. So that they can s- right? You're probably the only person who's either that vain or knows that they're that good looking that you'd be like, make sure they can see me from every angle. I'm like, how can I like hide everyone from every angle? Through the table and up my crutch is my best (laughs) angle. Well, that's a good place to start. So you were a... What, because you know that? (laughs) Well, no, you were a very serious theater actor. You grew up in Essex. You were Really serious. But you did plays. I did do plays, yeah. I started started. out doing that. And I wanted to show how they helped prepare you for this role. If we could show this clip. (laughs) Say it to the mic. You you haven't got that shot in, have you? You have not got that (laughs) shot in! And each other. Let's talk about something else. (laughs) Yeah! There it is! They do not understand that routine liberates mind. Oh, God. I'm going to start tap dancing now. <laughs> there it is. Woo. Jesus. Is this a, what is this? It's a short film. Perfection. Is it a Clinique commercial? Yeah. These are the harmonies of the soul. Yeah, all right. Turn it off. Love. Look at that brushing. Where did you learn to brush your Jesus. brow like that? Wow. Where did you find that? <laughs> you know, next time say... I next ask. time say no. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I wanted to, to ask you in all, all seriousness, you were acting in England forever, but you seem to be more famous here. Is that fame now carried over back home? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, I'd been doing bits and pieces for a long while and been in quite a few different series, and, uh, but things that were specific to the UK... And um, and so you know things were going well there. I was doing always fine. working. Always working. Um, you know, it's one. It, 
It's very nice to be able to say that since I left drama school... Just say that sentence. Just, yeah, that was lovely. <laughs> leaving enough. drama school yeah. was really hot. No, since leaving drama school till now, I've never done any other job than act, which is really nice. You know, during drama school, obviously, I was punching tickets and working in bars and doing all of that. And, but since I became an actor, it's all I've done. And that's, I'm quite proud of that. It is a huge feat. Another feat... Um, I haven't got huge feet. No. <laughs> I was trying to... If I had a special skill like that, then I wouldn't have had to work behind a bar. Um. <laughs> I think we saw in the video. Yeah, yeah I think... Yeah. It's, well, you know, it's like about huge feet. No, no. I think we saw what your best asset is. <laughs> asset, nice. I was so proud of your work in Uprising, which is about Jews in the Warsaw Ghetto. Mm -hmm. And you played a, a Jew, of course... Of course. <laughs> Which made it only makes sense because the man who's still alive, yeah, he was able to survive because he looked uh, non-Jewish. Aryan, yeah. Um, Did you say Aryan? Well, that's how he described okay. himself. Okay. Okay. He. Um, <laughs> it's okay then. <laughs> in Brooklyn. Um, no, this was a, that was an amazing job I did about the Jewish uprising, 1943. And if you want to talk about it with this on, I think it'll give it yes, more, of of, more of an effect. <laughs> this is going to get rid of the. Um, this is going to get rid of the actual gag when it gets to it. But he uh, he he was this guy called Kajik. Your, your podcast. Please, this is really this serious. Now, this will come across in the podcast. Yeah, can you it? describe what you're wearing for podcast listeners? I have um, I have a very nice kind of. Well, we would call this a trilby. What do you call this? An Ann Taylor black Bowler hat cap? that my mother gave me. <laughs> your mother's worn this. I think it hides the top Not of your head hair. from God. Right? Yes, that's exactly yeah. right. Nice, Chris. Uh, you know. What did you say? It hides the top of your head from God. That's right. He's yeah. dating a lot these days. What's the payas, though? That's so God can pull that's you up? That's from a hair weave. <laughs> 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 from a local store. I can, I can put you in touch with the woman who... Um, this saves you actually growing them. It's great. Yes. Yeah. There's one reason to join. The yeah. only. The only. <laughs> I... Um, this particular job was uh, was playing this character called Kajik, and he he didn't look Jewish, and therefore he was able to survive in the Warsaw Ghetto and cross over to the other side of the wall and bring provisions in. And um, he actually at one point pilfered a, the body of a shot SS soldier and actually posed as a German officer aged about 16, 17, 18. And uh, I had the great pleasure of meeting him, I didn't know I was going to, and when I was in Slovakia where we were shooting it, we were having a dinner for the opening of shooting this thing, and we'd created the Warsaw Ghetto in Bratislava, which was unbelievable, and um, we drove him out there, well, well, I was at this dinner, and he came and tapped me on the shoulder, and I turned around, and there he was, and um, it, it truly was one of the highlights of my life. He is extraordinary. We're still friends. He is now 88, I believe. And uh, a true god of a man. I love him. Kazik was his He's called real name? Simka Rotem, Simka, but, oh, his, but his nickname was Kazik. So we're going to segue from there nice and easily. If anybody's ever watched <laughs> the eight-hour DVD of, or video of Shoah, which is a great fun watch. Who hasn't here? Right? I mean... Um, he is the character at the end. He is, they show him the, the Warsaw Ghetto, and he's pretty much the last half hour of that incredible documentary. So, can I take my hat off now? You, 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 anytime, anytime. You can have guilt if you want to. I wanted to ask you about directing. Um, you're directing the last episode, of, or you directed 
I'm directing the first episode of the new season. The I directed the first episode of the last season. Is this the natural next step? It's definitely something I want to do, yeah. I love doing it. I, um, and they can't fire you from the acting role if you fuck up. Isn't that great? Role. That's good. Um, Alan Ball finally let me do it. He'd never let another actor direct anything of his before. Oh, my and, God. Um, and he said no when I asked him. I, I went in, and, and we get on really well, and I went in and sat in his office, and I said, Alan, well, you know, great year. It's a fantastic year. I just wanted to ask you a question. And he was like, yeah, it was a great year, wasn't it? Um, I'd love to direct. No. <laughs> no, never. And, uh, and so the following year, he, he let me shadow. And then the following year after that, I spent a lot of time in the edit. And then season five, he went, come on. And it was lovely, and, and I absolutely adore it and we've got I mean we've got this incredible cast this incredible team who were and are amazingly supportive of my desire to do it and um, it's something that I've been doing I have my own theatre company as you probably if you did any research other than look other than look for my ass on on YouTube um, I got stuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're Playing a godlike character now, y your character on True Blood has sort of godlike tendencies. Is that a fair? Yeah, it just Alan's just based it on my life. Um, I had to do that. <laughs> that was ridiculous. No, yes, I am. How do you prepare to play a godlike character? Oh God, I don't know. Um, he. <laughs> You can say fuck off. I mean, you may not have an answer for it. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't really have an answer for it. I think that what you do when you get these scripts is try and work out how any, in any way you can sort of bring truth to it. And um, all, all I've ever cared about with that character and is, is trying to make it work so that it's somehow believable. And mm -hmm. um, he, in, in, if, if those of you don't know the show, about season five, he drinks some blood. He drinks the blood of God. And he, he just, just the blood of God. As and, one does. Uh, and he, he disintegrates into a blood pool. And then in the beginning of season six, he rises from the blood pool and he is God. And uh, so I did that. I, I did a bit of research into disintegrating into a, bit, into a pool of blood. And uh, I mean, what do you do? You just say the lines, don't you? And, sh and make sure you hit your marks no, and fuck I, off. No, I don't act. I've been cut from extra roles. I think that's like a rare feat. <laughs> You've been cut from extra roles. I've been cut from standing silently. Like, even that I couldn't quite do. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen you be silent <laughs> any time ever. <laughs> All right, well, that's a different story. But, uh, you know, when I meditate. So, I did want to ask, like, now that you're super famous and you have cameras on you all the time, I went to the gym and I picked up a, a trashy magazine and there were pictures of your family. How do you shield your kids from all the nonsense? You, you can't. You can't. You know, there's not a funny answer to that. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to. I want it a genuine. I mean, I mean do, you you, do you talk to them about it? Look, I, I want to live as normal a life as I possibly can. And we, we are in New York at the moment. I'm working in New York and I've got my kids with me. And we took them to the park the other day and we got followed. And, you know, I, I, it wasn't until I had children that I really understood why Sean Penn was such an arsehole. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's, there is a, there is a, like, primal atavistic lunge that happens to parents in that situation. The first time it ever happened to me, Lilac, my daughter, you know Lilac? Yes, she's so sweet. Um, 
she was about six, and we, we'd been to get some pizza, and we walked out of this pizza thing. It's the first time it ever happened. And, um, and tw- literally 15, 20 people jump out, and she didn't know it was going to happen, and they come plowing towards you with cameras. And my gut reaction was to lash out, because I didn't know, I, I, for a split second, I didn't know what it was. And then I realized, and so, you know, I've got a slice, of, I've got a box, pizza box, and I'm picking her up, and I'm, and I'm going, babe, look, don't look at them, don't look at them, like, you're going to stop them, you know, but I just didn't know what to do. And um, it, was, it was really intense. And then you get to a point where she gets scared, so because that reaction, she's getting scared, so the next time you're going out, you're, you're trying to just have a conversation, and <laughs> she got, she suddenly, like, when she was, like, eight, got really good eyes, would walk out and she'd go, there's one over there. There's one over there. (laughs) (laughs) And it became part of her life. And and then then it gets even further and to the point where you just ignore them. Yes. Are you able, this is an odd question, but do you feel like sometimes you're so on all the time because you have people constantly talking to you on stage or on camera? Are you able to compartmentalize? I, my, my, my way is just to, be as 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 polite and very English as possible, and then get the fuck out. Anna, Anna is 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 the diametric opposite. She she literally just walk up to them, and if they don't get out of the way, she will punch them. She's 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 full on. He's talking about his wife Anna Paquin. Yes, and that was a very smart woman to marry. <laughs> yeah, no, she's she's she 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 just it, it's it drives her nuts when especially when the babies are there. If it's not the babies, then it's fine. But it's well, she's been dealing with it since she was nine years old. So yeah, you think she'd have learned by now? <laughs> I'm, not like, gonna, I'm not going to. I'm not going to get. I love that she's so strong, she and is. I'm glad for your kids that they have one parent who can really stick up for them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm throwing them behind me. Play with that one. So now you're finally doing something that they can actually watch. That's not about uh, you know, the, the Holocaust or I've has done. nudity, and that is the sound of music. Yep. Do you wanna? Do you want to <laughs> sing a song really quickly? No. From <laughs> <laughs> Just like a couple chords, <laughs> one chord. Uh, I can I can say vice. Okay, good. I'm not supposed to. S- <laughs> <laughs> we won't tell anyone. If you if you're not allowed to sing the sound of music, I don't know what kind of company you're working for, but I respect them entirely, and we will let you. I go. Uh, I I. I'm embarrassed. I don't want to. You can be shy. That's all right. We've only seen, Why don't we all We've sing only it? seen you naked from front what to back. What about if we all sing it? <laughs> yeah. That's give, us a, give, us, um, give us a G. Oh, no. Give us a... Give us... Um, not a G. Give us um, an A. B flat. Who said B flat? Who, who, is, somebody, is somebody from the show? Who said B flat? <laughs> it is. I'm doing it in B flat. Edelweiss. <laughs> okay, ready? Three, four. Edelweiss. Come on, everyone. Edelweiss. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Will you put your hat on while you do Have we got any lighters? <laughs> clean and bright. <laughs> there we go. Marvelous. Thank you. That's it for this episode of Employee of the Month. 
Thank you so much to Stephen Moore. I hope we will have a longer interview at another point, but it was just such a fun time to have him on the show. Thank you all for listening, and thank you to Joel Arnold for doing such a great job editing. Please definitely go to Employee of the Month show website to sign up. We have two up-and-coming live shows that are going to be sick, and sick I mean as in awesome. December 18th at UCB and then January 8th at Joe's Pub. You can also subscribe to the podcast because we have a ton of episodes coming out. So thanks to all of you. Hope work is going well and hope you are slightly more articulate than I am right now. What can I do? I'm just so, I'm so floored over by Steven. Okay. Bye guys. I'll bet you